The IMG Roadmap is the only podcast dedicated to coaching international medical graduates and success blueprints for this unique pathway. I am Dr. Nina Loom, your host, a previous IMG turned hospital medicine physician, healthcare administrator, speaker, and coach. I empower, encourage, and equip you with actionable steps that you can take towards the residency position of your dreams. Hello, hello, hello. So I decided that done is better than perfect. So I'll rather do something than try to do a perfect live. So I decided to just come on and hit some of these stuff. You know, I promised a live session today and then I just got on my stories and was like, you know, I'm tired, whatever. But then a part of me just felt like I should just do it. Like done is better than perfect, right? Like we don't have to be perfect to do the things that we want to do because that is procrastination. So that was me trying to procrastinate on doing this live session. So um, instead of washing my hair, I'm going to do this live session tonight. So welcome. Uh, it's going to be quick, but we'll go over some just the questions that you all sent to me yesterday. I have it on my laptop, so I'm looking over here and I'm in my bed. So please don't judge. All right. So. The first question from Ali was, I've heard they ask behavioral questions. How do we prefer for them? Behavioral questions to me are not necessarily about having the right answer. Behavioral questions are about determining how you think and showing your thought process. So when you get asked a behavioral question, since you, there are questions that you cannot anticipate, your best bet is to pause, think about it, and then offer a response. So try to answer to the best of your knowledge. And you can always say something like, to the best of my knowledge, not having experience in this particular area, one of the things that I would consider doing is, then you list why you're going to do it. And if there's any scientific basis for why you're choosing your answer, then you can also add that to say, you know, maybe I read an article once that talked about this, or maybe I heard my preceptor teach about this at one point or the other. Another thing you can consider is when you ask the behavioral question, since they're not usually like specific things that you can study about beforehand, you can consider acknowledging that you don't know the right answer. And uh, you know, this is a scenario where you would probably be seeking help to be able to get the correct answer. But if you had to choose what to do in that moment, here's what I would do, right? So remember behavioral questions is not about getting the right answer. It's about demonstrating how you respond under pressure or how you approach uncomfortable situations or how you approach difficult scenarios, okay? So welcome, welcome guys, just join right in. The next question was, can I style my natural hair for an interview or must I get a wig or braids? So you can style your natural hair. I don't believe that if you have like kinky Afro hair, it's a hindrance to your interview, even though there are still some archaic backward people out there that may still hold that kind of uh, mindset. But a lot of society today, I wanna believe is forward thinking. So as long as you style your natural hair, that should be fine. You must not wear a wig. I don't think you, you should wear a wig if you don't wear a wig on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, someone asked, Jesse asked, when is the best time to send letters of interest? So in my opinion, there is no best time. You should have already sent them if you had the thought about sending them um, because it's really about how you express yourself and what you say in your letter or email that matters. So if you're thinking about it, yeah, then go ahead and send it. Now is the best time. Now is always the answer. Now is the best time. 
when should I wear, what should I wear for residence dinner? So congrats, Natika, you have a resident dinner coming up. That's a big deal. Resident dinner should be business casual. So you could wear a pair of dark colored jeans, maybe a blazer jacket, but whatever you do, just make sure you are comfortable. Don't wear something that makes you feel uncomfortable throughout the night because then you'll be self-conscious, right? So find something that makes you feel really comfortable so that you can forget about your looks and be more focused on what the residents are sharing with you or what you are sharing with the residents. So congrats to you for getting a, um, for getting a resident's dinner. That's a big deal. So how to show, especially in this virtual world, you know. So what are the best kinds of questions we should be asking as an interviewee? So this is a great question. I think questions that interviewees should ask should be questions that expose their likability and should expose their ability and interest and their ability to be good students, okay? So because you're coming in as a trainee, people are going to impart knowledge upon you. And one of the most annoying things as a teacher is if your students are not receptive to what you're teaching. And so when you ask questions that prove that you're willing to be taught, I believe that those questions are really good questions. For example, a question that proves that you're willing to be taught is a question that allows that program director to give you characteristics of what they consider a good resident at their program or milestones that you're expected to achieve by the end of your intern year. So a good question for program director is, Dr. Loom, what do you think makes a good what do you think makes a successful graduate from your program? What are the characteristics that you've seen over the last few years of graduates who have been successful on their board, successful in the career paths that they've chosen, or successful in fellowship placement, or successful in private practice, or whatever that is, right? Second, you could ask, what are some milestones that you expect your interns to have achieved by the first half of the year? because that allows that program director to tell you what their expectations are. And then you can then follow up and say how you are the kind of person who will work towards those expectations. Because what you're doing there is you're layering in their mind why you'll make a good fit for the program. Are you guys tracking with me? If you're tracking with me, please drop a yes in the, in the comments, in the chat, so I, I'm sure that I'm not talking to myself. I see y'all signing on, but I don't see anybody saying anything. So if, if you're tracking with me, please say yes, yes, yes. So I know that this is making sense, right? All right. So another thing, uh, another question someone asked is how to stand out from applicants through Zoom. So more often than not, you'll be in a group setting at first. So most programs will have you in a group, like welcome group uh, Zoom meeting. And then after which they'll split you guys out into separate like breakout rooms, they call them. So a lot of times, you know, just interacting, smiling, saying, you know, talking back, especially when they throw a statement or a sentence at the, at the group. So talking back as well. Um, but then more importantly, you're really gonna stand out on your one-on-one -on -one interviews. You're not looking to stand out in the group. You're looking to really capture the audience when you're talking to them in that breakout session uh, on the one-on-one -on -one side. So how to best show interest in the program? Monica asked this question. So the best way to show interest in the program is to state your interest, but validate your interest by using facts about the program. So that means you need to have done your homework. You need to know what the program offers. You need to know what kind of residents have been there and what the characteristics of those residents are. And the best way to do that is by reading the website, okay? The website is going to give you a lot of information, okay, which you um, may not readily have. 
So do read the website and then when you're communicating with them, validate why you are a good fit based on what you know from your knowledge of studying the website of the program. You validate yourself in your speech, okay? So the way that you express yourself shows that I've done my homework. I've talked to residents. I've attended your meet and greets online. I've read through your website. I've looked up the area. I'm not just coming in just trying to match anywhere. I'm trying to match at your specific program. So if you go on a date and the person is referring to you as him or her, or you go on a date and the person calls you by your first name, or maybe even includes your middle name, what does that tell you? That that person knows about you and have done their homework. So the best way to show interest to a program is to speak like somebody that has done their homework. So instead of asking questions like, hey, what is your curriculum like? No, you would say, you know, I've read through the website and I realized that you have a entering your curriculum that's broken down like such and such and such. My question is, how do these individual rotations work? Or how does this particular rotation work? So you're taking the, your questions to a whole nother level. You're just no longer asking generic questions to stay relevant or to just have something to say. But you're asking a question that is layered based on my research, based on what I saw. This is my second level question, right? Okay, my hand's hurting. Let me put this over here. Ah, I should have prepared better for this. Okay, then let's get right into it. So the next uh, question that one of you all sent was, um, let me see the next page. W good questions to ask PD to break the ice. So don't worry. The PD will break the ice for you, okay? So don't worry about trying to break the ice with the PD. Usually they give you a little bit of a welcome spill. So most virtual interviews, what happens is, you know, you come on at the set time on Zoom, and then they give you like a welcome talk with all the people, okay? So you'll have like... You know, the other people that are interviewing, maybe the program coordinator, the program director. Then they'll give you guys a Zoom presentation about what to expect for the day and all that. And then they break you out into rooms. And so that's why I think a lot of your influence comes in in the breakout rooms, not necessarily during those group sessions. Um, what can we expect from the interview? Mine is set for four hours. Yeah, so that's what I said. The first part is usually... 30 45 minutes presentation of what the program is like so they answer the common questions because programs know you guys have questions they know you have questions about the curriculum they know you have questions about how the program is structured so what they do is they try to answer those questions on the front end so that you don't have they don't have to go through the redundancy of addressing those questions again later on um so that's usually just a rough kind of outline of what the day may look like and each program is different right remember that um, if someone says, what do I say if they ask me, why do I want to do residency in a different state when I live in another state? So this is a good question because, um, if you're being asked, why do you want to come here, which would be that program in another state, you should have done your homework. You should have read through the site. You should have some valid reasons why it's important for you to train there. So do you want to train there because you like rural programs? Do you want to train there because you like urban programs? Do you want to train there because it's an academic center? Do you want to train there because you have a mentor that graduated from there? Do you want to train there because you have experience? Maybe you rotated through that hospital and you were so inspired by it. But you need to have some valid reasons as to why you want to go somewhere. It's no, it's not like rocket science anymore that people go train in 
far away places that is not home for them. Cue the J1 visa, right? They wouldn't make a J1 visa if they weren't expecting people to come train here. So I think that instead of worrying about the fact that you're not a local and may not have ties, just leverage what you have, okay? Speak about the academic strengths of the program that drew you to it, okay? Or whatever you've learned about them that, you know, caused you to, um, to be drawn to it. So let's just say uh, these questions that we had, I have answered a few of them and I'm putting them down, down in the bottom here. Um, we've answered the one about natural hair. We've answered the question about what to wear for residence dinner. So that's uh, business casual, dark jeans, blazer, something comfortable. Um, best time to send letters is now, always, always now. Um, how to show your interest, speak to the program directly, speak to what they have to offer and tell them how that would benefit you, okay? Um, virtual open house please yes attend them absolutely why would you give that away like look for every opportunity to be in the presence of these people because it's the same thing like if you wanted to ask someone out on a date you look for every opportunity to be in their presence right so definitely something that i say you should definitely do attend every open house every resident dinner every zoom meeting q a be there, be present, show your interest, okay? Because people want to know that you want to be there just as much as you want to be there. Um, and guess what? If you don't express interest, somebody else is doing just that, okay? So how to stand out? You stand out by engaging conversation. You stand out by engaging conversation, okay? Um, good ways to break the ice. So more often than not, breaking the ice current events, sports, those are easy things to break the ice with. Obviously, COVID is a hot topic in healthcare, so that's always something that, you know, people want to talk about. Um, and so I definitely think that you should uh, talk about current events as an icebreaker if, if all else fails. Or if the program director talks about, or starts it off by talking about something lighthearted, chime in. You know, jump in and, and talk about, you know, give a rebuttal, like a response, right? Um, I think the best interviews are the interviews where you drive the conversation. So when you drive the conversation, the person on the other end senses that you are sort of a person that's engaging, right? You're a person of authority, like you can take control of a situation. Um, don't expect to only be asking or being asked questions. You should also ask questions. You should also engage in conversation. Um, follow up with comments. Follow up with stories, right? Those are good ways to become likable. Um, so someone asked how do connections become, how do connections help during the interview season? So connections really can help only if those people are going to put in a word for you. So if they're going to call the program and say, you know, Dr. So-and-so is a really good person or I know them, I vouch for their interpersonal skill, their character. I think that's the best way connections can help you during the interview, personally. Um, you know, putting in a good word because people trust their own contacts, right? Like if I know people and so, for example, today um, I was doing a mock interview with um, one of my mentees, uh, through my IMG Roadmap program, which I do have an interview course out now, if you don't know, and it's available in the link in my bio. It's also on imgroadmap.com slash P slash interview prep. 
and I was doing an interview prep session, a mock session with one of my students, and she is going to interview at a program that I know another student that I interviewed, that I coached last year who matched there. Um, and he also matched there after another student that had also done interview training with who also matched there and now is a faculty member there. And so it's like these three generations of like people. And then one of my own mentors used to be at that program before. So I have like, you know, three contacts there. And I'm just like, the least I can do is send an email, right? The least I can do is send an email to all these three people and say, can you please help this other mentee of mine that already has been given an interview at your program and all they really need is someone to vouch for them. And I'm vouching to say that they're a solid candidate. So in a scenario like that, that's what connections can do is you could just, they could drop in a positive word for you for whatever it takes. Because after each interview, what you guys don't realize is most programs, every program is different, but some programs will give a rank, like a, a score sheet out for people to rate the candidates, right? So my fellowship program also is interviewing now. And one thing I noticed, like last week, my program director sent me this text. He's like, what did you think of the last two candidates that we interviewed by text? He just asked me that, like out of the blue. And I was just like, oh, they're, you know, they're great. Like, you know, this one was this. I felt like he was a good fit. And the other one was great too, but he could have been more prepared or whatnot. And, but, you know, that's just to tell you, like, you never know who is asking who for feedback. So if you have any connections, yeah, do send them an email and ask them to put in a word for you. It doesn't hurt to do that at all. So that's what connections can do. Obviously, some people get connections or interviews by through connections. And that's not a bad thing. Some people think that if they get an interview through a connection, it's like not valid. It is valid because at the end of the day, you can impress somebody so well in how you interview that it doesn't matter how you got your interview, that they want you to train there. So just remember that. Um, so this question is the most common question. Tell me about yourself how to answer, tell me about yourself. I'm going to have to give you guys a little bit of suspense, but in the IMG Robot Program, one of the ways that I have taught my students to respond to that question is to use the present, the past, and the future. And so the present is what I'm doing right now. The past is what I've done before, and the future is where I hope to be, but I definitely bring them into why I'm sitting in that office on that day. So tell me about yourself. For me right now, could be I'm currently an emergency medicine fellow, I, in the past, have worked in hospital medicine for six years. I had a change of mind for X, Y, Z reasons. And now here I am interviewing for your program because I have now developed this interest in whatever we're here for, okay? So using where you're at now, what you've been before, and where you're going is a great way. I think it's also a way to tell them why you're there for interview that day. So what brought you to this program? You know, if you were a student that rotated, you could say, yeah, I did my third year clerkship here. I'm so excited to be back. And I'm excited for this opportunity to get to learn more about your program. And hopefully by the end of today, you know, you can see how I could be a good fit for you. I think being forthcoming like that is a great way to end that question of tell me about yourself. Another thing you can consider to do is to talk about, you know, where you're at right now. Even if you're a medical student, you can say I'm a fourth year rotating through different uh, uh this facility my interest is obviously in peds and you know maybe my mom was a pediatrician or i grew up in a household with a nurse as a mother who worked in pediatrics and that's really where my passion started 
Um, and I'm really looking forward to the rest of the four hours that we have on this call to learn more about the faculty here and to learn more about you guys on a more personal level. And hopefully you guys can also see how I can, you know, be a good fit for your program. I think when you, when you word things like that, you're very direct for one, but then second, you're bringing them back in as to why we're sitting here today. And that's the key thing is when you're doing an interview, you want to always like make sure that you are emphasizing the reason why you're sitting in that office on that day or why you're on that Zoom call is for XYZ reasons, right? And so speak about it, speak on it, right? So um, let's see here if there are any more questions. Guys, my badges are on. I think they are. So yeah, support that. Let's see if there are any other questions under here. As I mentioned, my interview preparation uh, course is now available on imgroadmap.com. Um, and you can sign up there. And I go in depth into some of these um, topics as well. Um, let's see if there are any other questions that we've not answered. Uh, Popcorn asks, can you save this live? Yes, I will save it. I didn't have any intention of saving it, but now I would. Um, let's see. We get feedback. Can we get feedback after interviews on how we performed? Usually I would say don't ask them for feedback on how you perform because it just says that you're not confident in what you said. Um, but if you, I usually say if you don't match, then you want to circle back to the people that you felt you had good conversation with and ask them for feedback. That's the better time to use feedback, but not immediately after. I think after you should be, um, asking them for not for feedback but uh expressing your gratitude for the time and then telling them later on in the cycle where you will be um wanting to train like if you want to train there so um we answer the question of okay so how to answer the question about weakness is great so this is also something that i think a lot of people get they stumble upon I think you should think about one weakness that you're going to share. And the most important thing is to come up with a lesson from it. So if your weakness for me, if you ask me what my weakness is, um, my weakness is probably, I'm trying to think of what it would apply in a residency interview. But um, say, say I had a problem with public speaking, which we all know I don't have a problem with that. But if I did have a problem with that, right, I would say, yeah, I've always struggled with public speaking, but... You know, through medical school, the more presentations I did in front of the class, I started to get a little bit more comfortable with it. And I realized that when I come to this program, XYZ, it's part of my requirements to have to teach. And I'm really looking forward to that challenge because it will help me to come outside of my box and out, out of that shell. So I think that when you have a question about weaknesses, think about one weakness that you're going to talk about, but then also think about how you are working through it. Don't give cliche weaknesses like, Oh, my weakness is that I worry too much and I don't know when to stop. Please. Okay. Or that my weakness is that I'm too good at something. Don't, don't do that. Be real. Be factual. Talk about true weaknesses, but then do share the lessons that you have learned from them. Okay. I think that's the most important part is that you send, you share the lessons you learned from them. Uh, how can I stand out as a reapplicant? That's a great question. I think if you're a reapplicant, one of the first things you do is contact those programs that you had um, interviews with and get feedback. Okay, this is the perfect, those are the perfect people to give you feedback on how you perform the first time. 
Um, second, you may want to use networking. So talk to your mentee, your mentors, people that you look up to, if they can put in some words for you. Okay. And hopefully you've also done an introspection exercise to see what are some things that you need to do better at or on. Um, because when you know where you fall short, then you can work on those specific areas. You don't need to work on everything. You just need to work on the areas that you're weak on. So I usually say if you're a reapplicant and you got an interview invitation last year, that means you were good enough. And then maybe it's more about how you interviewed, right? Um, so I think that brings us to the end of our live session. I'm not seeing any questions regarding interview prep that we haven't addressed. Um, imgromap.com is where you can find a whole course um, that I go into more details on some of these things we've talked about. And I have some content coming up here over the next few days as well. Um, sharing some more tips. And as your questions keep rolling in, I'll keep answering them through stories and through my post. So stay tuned. And I wish you guys the very best. Remember, confidence is key. Confidence is key. When you're interviewing, people can read. If you're confident, they can tell. So how you speak, how you sit, okay? Make sure you have a nice um, light source, right? Like right now, the window is in front of me and I'm sitting here because the light hits my face, right? I'm on my bed and hopefully you will not be interviewing on your bed, okay? You also would not be wearing this. You'll be wearing a suit. Your hair is gonna be well done. You're gonna look presentable much more than than me rolling in my bed doing a live. But I'm just saying these things because sometimes we forget that these little things make a difference, right? But confidence, confidence is key. So how you interact, smile, laugh, okay? Um, talk back, ask questions. And those things will really get you a long, long way. So I wish you guys the very best. I'll save this live because you guys have asked for it. Um, and I wish you the very best. Keep sending your questions in. We'll do more of these sessions over the next few weeks. So yeah. Oh, I missed this question. Someone says, is it advisable to send thank you emails after interview invites, interview proper? Send after your interview proper, okay? Send after your interview proper. Beforehand, people don't really know you. They, there's nothing, you know, you don't have a, a face to put to the name. But after they've met you, they can then put a face to your name. And when you in, your email comes in, it just carries more weight. Because ah, I remember talking to that student, right? I remember interacting with that person. So definitely that's the way that I would approach it. Um, it would be after. So wish you guys the very best. Um, keep, 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 uh, keep your eyes peeled for my information that's coming out on interviews. Hey, what's a good question to ask? I already talked about it in the beginning of this live, so you'll have to come back and watch the video once I save it on my profile. All right, bye guys.